Hello, and welcome to Saving People, Queering Things, a Supernatural podcast. We were previously known as Driver Picks the Podcast, and the episode you're about to listen to was recorded under that name. Though our name has changed as of season three, our show hasn't changed that much. Our structure and theme-based discussions are the same, and we're so glad you're here. Now, let's get on the road. Hello, and welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast, the show where we talk about ghosts, road trips, and free will through every episode of the TV series Supernatural. Today, we are exploring Season 2, Episode 16, Roadkill, through the theme of peace. I'm Abigail, your host. My pronouns are they, them. And joining me today in the co-host chair is KJ from Supernatural Opinions. Welcome back. Hi. I don't know if I've said this, but my pronouns are she, they. Uh, yes. I feel like you know that, but like maybe some people listening to this don't know who I am. Yes, that's, that's I feel what like I've never said them. That's exactly what I was going to get you to do, do next was introduce yourself with your name and pronouns. And um, yeah, what are you excited for in this episode in a, in a sentence? Uh, this episode is one of my favorites in this season. And this season is one of my favorites as a whole. So um, I just like the, the like, twist I did not see it coming the first time I watched this episode um it, it blew my mind a little bit and um even now when I rewatch it and I know how it, like it goes I just think like wow this is really well done it's one of those things that I love where like all the pieces are there you can put it together if you're looking for it yeah it's a compelling episode like start to finish like there's not there's not a lot of fluff in this episode like the yeah there's no like filler scenes of them like eating at a restaurant and like making fun of each other or like picking up girls at bars or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> and it feels very horror-y very like it, it's very genre yeah this is like back to supernatural's roots uh sam and dean are on the road they're hunting a ghost and yeah. that's what they do <laughs> yep and there's a you know twist that reveals significant character things and gives them like a big moral quandary so it's it's you know the best of the one-off the best of the kind of one-off <laughs> episodes do that and i like like how this episode does that super interestingly yeah so let's let's jump into it we're gonna jump into our series recap the road so far so far in season two john has traded his life for dean and consequently died at the hands of the yellow eyed demon we don't know all the specifics about what that deal entirely entailed but we we do know the results um there are also more and more special children with strange powers and some hunters have been trying to kill them all so they don't quote unquote go dark side. John himself told Dean that he had to save Sam or else kill him, something Dean has been carrying around for this whole season but has only recently revealed to Sam. One of the special children that they have encountered, Ava, who also has visions similar to Sam's, has gone missing, her fiance brutally murdered, but they have no leads. Furthermore, the Winchesters are again fully on the radar of the FBI, with an agent, Victor Hendrickson, trying actively to track them down, as he believes they are responsible for a large number of murders, corpse mutilations, and other crimes, which is a very reasonable thing for him to think, based on the evidence, we will just say. <laughs> um... Furthermore, Meg is also back in play, having crawled out of hell somehow and possessed Sam for a week to cause chaos and further wear on the relationship between the brothers, on Sam's sense of self, and on Dean's resolution to not kill Sam, no matter what John made him promise. These are the tensions that are coming in as we come into this episode, Roadkill, and our 30-second recap. Some things have changed since the last time I was here. Some plots have developed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of heavy stuff has happened that Meg thing and Hendrickson had not yet happened last time I was here on yeah, episode you, like 10 <laughs> yeah it's all it's been a wild five episodes of <laughs> us finding out what exactly has you know what exactly happened when John died also you know they're con- encountering multiple threats from multiple angles and yeah, the Meg, the Meg episode, Born Under a Bad Sign, is really crucial to the development of what decisions will they make to save each other? What decisions will they make to stop evil? Yeah, if I was Joe, I would not have great confidence in Dean's ability to keep Sam reigned in at any point in the future. <laughs> no. Um, I hope and- Joe was okay. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah like I think John has a really incorrect perception of his boys like brother relationship yeah on Supernatural Opinions we've only recorded 
uh, episodes one to four of this season. But this is a conversation we've had a couple of times of like, did John actually expect Dean to do it? Slash, if Dean had died, would John have done it? <laughs> I think if Dean had died, John absolutely would have done it. Maybe not right away, <laughs> but I think if it had, we had gotten a few episodes, like if, if the events of the season play out the same way they do, but John's the one alive and Dean's not, I think by the time we get to like an episode like... I think Croatoan like, would have, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I think by the time we get to Croatoan, I think we have hints of it earlier, but I think by the time we get to Croatoan, um, John is pulling that trigger. I don't think Andy also would have walked away from Simon said. <laughs> I don't think any of the special children that they meet would have walked away. Um, Yikes. I do think we could see John going, maybe not exactly the same route as Gordon, but maybe some similar routes, some similar choices in terms of... Um, what a nightmare of a man. <laughs> yeah. Not asking a lot of questions. I can see John making some decisions based on the information that he has and not being willing to change his perception of people, even if they're genuinely not trying to be evil. <laughs> but 30 second recap of right. this episode, <laughs> which is a one-off, Yeah, but thematically ties into the rest of the season. <laughs> um are you ready yeah i'm good <laughs> okay three two one go so sam and dean are looking for a ghost that only appears one night of a year on a highway when they find her they realize that the ghost molly doesn't know that she's died so they use her as bait to find the ghost of the man that she killed and sam and dean are diametrically opposed on the morality of using her as bait and not telling her what's going on um, but at the end of the day, they're big assholes about how they reveal that information. <laughs> and they're the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm big yeah. mad about how they how they handle this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there is some really interesting things they're doing. And then the, when they actually get to the reveal, yeah, I it's think really that, shitty. Like, doing what they do is fine. I just think that the way that they handle the reveal is absolutely like the worst way to handle it. Yeah, terrible. They don't terrible. Know how to use words at all. No, they don't. They don't. And, it, you know, it's just not like they have other times when they're better at using words. They're just really bad at it in this instance. You'd think having lost a few people each now, like, that they loved, they'd be a little more sensitive about it. A little more sympathetic to the fact that, like, it's, you know, though I did think about the fact that, like, Dean has also been in this situation that she's in where, like, he, you know, with the Reaper in 201, where he's told you know you have to move on if you don't move on you'll become a spirit and yeah you know and and so he's been in that exact position and he and you know we don't know what he would have done but he was pretty harsh on ghosts <laughs> he was pretty harsh on ghosts in this episode which is again a kind of yeah some projection i think <laughs> some projection going on maybe maybe possibly just a little <laughs> okay i think i'm ready okay <laughs> one two three Okay, so the big question of this episode is what happens to ghosts when they can't move on? And that that question of, of that comes up because of this spirit named Molly who accidentally killed someone when she was alive and then was killed herself and who is now trapped every year reliving this horrible situation. Um, Sam and Dean have a number of conversations with her about moving on before they reveal to her that she's a ghost because she doesn't actually know. And then they put, she puts herself to rest ultimately. That was good. <laughs> 30 seconds is feeling really short. The lot more that you <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. when I'm watching um, like later season episodes now, I'm like, how am I going to recap this in 30 minutes, let alone in 30 seconds? <laughs> yeah. I think of some episodes, it's going to be really, uh, some episodes, I some think some episodes might, have might... like three or four. It's like sometimes like Cass, Sam and Dean each have their own plots. Sometimes Crowley will, they'll throw Crowley a whole separate plot. Like yeah yeah we're still usually in like one yeah the boys are together sometimes it's like sam and dean each have a thing going on but like yeah in like seasons like nine ten like sometimes there's like four characters all with individual (laughs) plot lines (laughs) that are all important and sometimes they're all related to the season and it's going to become more and more difficult to do this maybe we'll at that point we'll just you know assign each especially if it's an episode with two or three two or three people we'll just assign each person be like your recap is about (laughs) You get to recap Dean's story arc in this episode. You get to recap Sam's and you get to recap Cass's. We'll make it work. 30 seconds is, yeah, definitely feeling short <laughs> when it's like yeah. a, a season carrying <laughs> episode. Yeah. So 
Uh, it is now time for us to discuss this episode through our chosen theme. And this week, our theme is peace. So <laughs> this sounded really easy and then wasn't that easy, but also like wasn't hard. It was just, it's a deep thought. <laughs> it's a deep thought. I, I wanted to go to really deep stuff with this theme and this episode because I I think because I haven't watched this episode in a long time it and watching it in order again, like it really hit me. Like I just, just this past weekend, I just watched uh, Born Under a Bad Sign for recording um, a couple of days ago and watching this one right after that, it just, they hit pretty hard and like emotionally hit pretty hard. And the concept of, of peace with the brothers when there's like they have so little internal peace going into this situation and I think that some of the like messiness with which they handle talking to Molly yeah and they really kind of switch their positions on how they're handling this like for for the like way that the show narratively tells it it doesn't really switch but when they go back to like show like what Sam did like the little side conversations that we didn't see the first time I'm like midway through they just kind of like switch perspective all of a sudden Dean's for like for it and Sam's against it and like when they started it was like Sam's idea in the first place so like what happened there it's a little narratively confusing like I wish they had taken more time to I think they ran out of time like they spend so much time on that setup and the reveal is so close to the end I feel like that they could have done without (laughs) yeah we could have gotten the same point without them they're the least important part of the episode I feel like we spent a lot of this episode though, like a good chunk of it in like Molly's perspective. I actually, I think that's what I loved about this episode is that, and what I, where I kind of, my brain went with the theme of peace of like, this episode is told from her perspective and she is experiencing this situation as if it's the first time she's experienced this like massive disruption to like the peace of like, you know, her relationship and her anniversary and like all these things yeah. in the, the episode that they set up and she's experiencing this huge disruption as if it's the first time, even though it's the she's 15th actually, time. <laughs> yeah, she's been reliving this for 15 years, but sh- for her, she's like, it's she's like, she's experiencing it. Like she's never experienced it before. And yeah, I think that, I think that was a really smart choice for them to give us an episode where Sam and Dean feel like the secondary characters. Yeah. Um, and we see- It's nice to have a breather from their internal, like, even though like it's a show and everything's from like the outside looking in, we do spend a lot of time like in their perspective of things. And this was like a stranger looking in, in these like two people's lives that we already know what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we get to see how how both sometimes their advice and their conversations are really sympathetic and are really like understanding and they bring in the the things that they know about the supernatural world and the things they know about grief and loss and they bring that in in some really beautiful ways in this episode but then they also sometimes just are assholes like yeah. they sometimes are just really callous because their job has made them so used to seeing grief that they've they've forgotten that like molly is a real person who's really experiencing this even if she's she's a spirit yeah a means to an end (laughs) no and it's she's not yeah she's not a means to an end and and the parts of the episode that are the hardest to watch are when they treat her like a means to an end when they're you know using the fact that she doesn't know to their advantage in the case and like i get it they have to take care of Greeley because who's also like just like an innocent Greeley is like the villain of this episode but he's actually like totally a victim too like the poor guy was just standing on his own property and got killed yeah yeah because Molly wasn't paying attention while she was driving we just covered um uh children shouldn't play with dead things and on that we said driving's dangerous and you shouldn't do any of the four t's while driving uh tears texting uh tipsy or there was a third T. <laughs> there was a fourth T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do. I will say like the I, that scene at the beginning is infuriating because tired. Don't <laughs> tired. Yeah. Don't like. Don't like. Don't try and be flirty while you're driving with yeah. the driver. Like, just it's if not you're necessary. Driving, and it's like your responsibility to operate that machinery safely. <laughs> yeah, and if you are the passenger. It is your job to not make the driver's job harder. Yeah. It's your job to not distract the driver and make it dangerous for them. So like, 
and that sparks this whole this whole episode like everyone's peace gets shattered because Molly and David were careless and in love and young and just not thinking (laughs) and being like kind of snippy at each other yeah at the beginning like they're just kind of being snippy at each other and like you know that happens but your solution should maybe not be um and you know like minus like the romantic conduct obviously but like we see Sam and Dean doing that all the time too like they're always arguing with each other or like pulling pranks on each other or like they have the music up too loud like they're not always like the (laughs) they're not practicing proper road safety (laughs) no no in terms of in terms of peace right I think (laughs) this episode I think there's a couple different ways to like see it like there's there's obviously the way of seeing it that's like Sam and Dean are using the fact that she doesn't know they're using her like lack of peace to facilitate them being able to put Greeley to rest and put her to rest and then there's the other way which one of the ways I was seeing it too was that they're also kind of the concept of like accompanying someone on this process towards letting go and especially I see that with Sam yeah. um, in a couple of the conversations he has with her um because Sam has a number of conversations with her and and about and you know it's framed in the way that she doesn't know she's dead so she's having to she's coping with the idea of like her husband maybe dying being dead and of you know this spirit but she Sam is sort of giving her pieces of information pieces of advice pieces of like comfort to try and accompany her so that she will get to the point where she can have peace yeah. with letting go so that when they do do the reveal she like has this like knowledge I guess yeah and so that she's more at peace with the decision because I think they recognize that like her not being at peace is why she's not let go and it's part of why this cycle has been continuing yeah. for 15 years and she's trapped in this cycle with Greeley because she's not at peace and also neither is Greeley um I think it's in, like something interesting about Dean on the other like Sam is talking to her a lot about like how ghosts like come to be and like what ghosts deal with and like what their what their whole deal is and Dean is very much like ghosts are ghosts and like some of that like um could be like projection from like Dean's experience almost dying and like almost becoming a ghost because he was unwilling to let go but also I think part of it is that like Sam was like let's just like go with this and see if we can get the job done and Dean just kind of like went along with it and I feel like Dean's like okay like we're gonna go along with it and we're gonna use this girl as bait but like I don't want to like act all chummy with her when like we're lying (laughs) wait when we know when we know what we're ultimately doing it's like almost like Dean is trying to be a little more honest in this situation yeah it's like an honesty from like by like freezing her out a little bit and like not being yeah. super friendly but I think it like to Dean like that's better than lying to her <laughs> right then yeah right whereas what Sam's doing is simultaneously lying to her like he is he is legitimately making it easier lying by omission <laughs> yeah and he's and he's you know telling her all this which does accomplish her you know working through some of these emotions but also is the reason Sam's doing it is feels like sinister in a few ways yeah that's a really end. interesting that's a really interesting way of looking at it because I didn't specifically like super pick up on I don't think that. he means think it I, to be like I don't but I yeah. think it just kind of is like could be honest with her and have that conversation without like you know having that conversation in, like as though you're not talking about her <laughs> right right and 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 this episode is would be very different if they had actually told her from the get-go yeah. like you and would have in some ways would have maybe given her more opportunity for peace because she wouldn't have been so distraught about like the things that didn't make sense like the car being gone like the fact that they had no idea where her husband was the fact that like Greeley is going after her very specifically like there's all of these pieces that she's like I don't this doesn't make sense like even if this is a spirit like why me and that piece of information they keep from her until the very last minute yeah um also let's talk about Greeley's wife <laughs> who is unnamed yeah. and therefore like not really like too much and like totally not really present like not even like ghostly present in this episode like mm-hmm. the only dead person who's not a ghost <laughs> in this thing <laughs> yeah yep um but like Greeley's like Greeley gets killed by Molly and then like Mrs. Greeley collects the body and then like goes home and dies by suicide 
Um, and no one ever like checks up on her. No one ever finds the body. No one. It's really tragic. Like, they must have like not had a mortgage because no one like takes control of the house or anything. Like the house is just there. Wow. It feels like you know when Molly and Grilly have their confrontation later. She's like, I. She's like, I know what happened to your wife. Like she still doesn't know like what's happening. She just still just thinks like he's just chosen her at random to haunt this year. Yeah. But she's like, I know what happened to your wife, and he, he like. But like he was already dead when that happened. Like her piece also got disrupted. Yeah. Her piece also her piece got hugely disrupted. Yeah. And she and she never really got any like justification for it. <laughs> no, she just she just like saw this horrible thing happen to her husband and then had was like so lost upset. her so like desire to like live without him. Like Yeah. Lost every any semblance of her piece. But what's really interesting and telling is is that she isn't there as a spirit. Yeah. yeah she she actually not. does move on and 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 her husband doesn't. Um that the nature of his like even though in a lot of ways like her death like they're both violent deaths and like in the show we see people who die by like violent car crashes and things like that and people who die by like suicide both featuring as ghosts like we've seen ghosts that are are both of those things and it's really interesting that in this episode the one that doesn't move on is actually the one that yeah the one that had a different sort of yeah they're just very different kinds of violent deaths yeah and, and it like the the element of peace there of like for both of them also thought it was interesting that the Winchesters didn't really want Molly to see that like when they discovered the body they kind of tried to like shield her a little bit Mm. as though like I don't know if that was just like natural instinct of like oh there's a woman here we don't want her to see a body or like this is another direct consequence of your actions like your carelessness right and like they don't want to add to that burden (laughs) yeah well and they yeah and I wonder if they they recognize that like if because she is a spirit adding more more guilt adding more regret to her is risky yeah Um, because we see that like it doesn't take much sometimes for spirits to tip over from like from grieving and from lost to vengeful and like even like Sam you know Sam says like Sam describes spirits as like wounded animals yeah like not he says, in you know, control they're in so much yeah he says they're in so much pain that they lash out and when we're thinking about like molly like i wonder if some other reason they're so careful um with what they say to her and when even you know dean's a little bit detached is because they're 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 afraid of her also becoming that becoming yeah. that her peace will turn it her like lack of peace will go from being sort of confusion to being violent yeah because which is what clearly what happened to Greeley like Greeley we don't know anything about him we don't have any and in the evidence we have from like the scrapbook and stuff everything tells us that he was does like not a seem normal like a man he's not a violent person he's not a violent person in life a lot of spirits we've seen in the show like I think of like the serial killer in no exit or like a number or like a number of other spirits where they were like violent, violent people yeah yeah and then they were violent spirits but like Greeley wasn't violent in life um it's just a dude living in the middle of nowhere with his wife like which like asks that question of like what about a lack of peace and a lack of an ability to move on like how living with that for so long without any yeah he without any support he literally says like when molly's like hurting me it's not gonna like change anything it's not gonna bring your wife back you i think he says like this is then this is the only thing that i have like yeah he says hurting you is all i have left yeah that's that's a lot <laughs> which, is, which is a lot and it's like it's so it's so tragic like you know Greeley and molly are both victims in this episode yeah and they both well and even like sam says you know she deserves to be put to rest like and and they're doing saying that even with the lack of knowledge of what happens after yeah that was interesting i think that dean wasn't immediately like yes we should like take this poor woman's body and like put her to rest like that wasn't his reaction in that yeah. situation yeah which I wonder if it's because they're going he you know not not out of a we won't do this but out of a like we have a bigger priority of, yeah they're on like, a time, <laughs> time limit. the active the active spirit that and the time limit going, yeah. you know we can come back for this body but presumably she's not a spirit so this is not like top priority right now but yeah um Molly's like very preoccupied with her husband almost to the point almost to the point it's 
borderline annoying. I feel like that's just very much like 2006. <laughs> yeah, she kind of has one personality trait, yeah. which is like kind of unfortunate, like, because she's such a good character too. Like the questions she's asking are so interesting. I hope that's like a side effect of being dead and being a I, ghost. Because like when we see other ghosts later, like they do get very like focused on certain aspects of like their deaths or whatever is like keeping them yeah. ghostly. Fixation. Fixation is yeah. a really key element of like ghosts in the supernatural yeah. universe. So I hope I hope that like when she was alive, she had more going on for her than David, who seems like you know the average white male. <laughs> yeah, they it seem like lovely, they're... but like he just seems like a dude who lives in the suburbs. And <laughs> yeah, and you know they don't. They're not. We don't really get to know. It's it is interesting that you point that out because we don't really get to know much about her. But yet, I found her to be one of, and I think this is also kudos to the actor, mm-hmm. um, who's just very compelling in this in this role. Like she plays the emotions of this like discovery of this experience so yeah. compellingly. Um, like her confusion, her sense of being lost, her sense of like desperation all kind of come through just in a lot of her like facial expressions and the way she delivers her lines. And um, But yeah, like every spare minute of silence is uh, is her being like talking about David and like, what if that's the last thing that I said to him and we need to find him? Like, she's just very focused on that. And like, I think that that like then when we like learn the truth about molly not being alive it really like comes back to those conversations with sam about like spirits holding on too tight and like replaying the Mm -hmm. same loops over and over and yeah and 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 replaying the like guilt and fear of you know i've lost this person what if i've lost this person what if i've lost this person and this is the last thing i said to them what if like what if what if because of the circumstances i can never have peace about this like what if i'll always because that's what like when she says you know mm-hmm. what if that's the last thing i said to him that she's saying you know what if i'll never that be really like when you that. rewatch hits hard because you know that it is and it was <laughs> yeah. the last thing that she got to say to him yeah reinterpreting the rest of the episode once you like the previous stuff you know and you know that she is already dead um her everything she's finding out about the supernatural world which is just sort of like all of like sam and dean are having to disrupt even the p like she's been living in this in this loop yeah which is really really bad and really really horrible for her but it's also been secure it's also been yeah. like, consistent and then they have to like disrupt that that thing to like start telling her about spirits and about ghosts and trying to like get her to the point where she can realize her own reality and that's like super disruptive and like even in that loop like stuck in that loop like she doesn't know so she as long as she never finds David which she can't like she can't prove that he is not alive and that they're not going to see each other again over and over and over again like (laughs) you can hold on to hope yeah which is I mean like that maybe comes to another point of like she she she's holding on to hope and so she's been living in a loop of holding on to hope um and that that gets shattered for her and it's interesting comparing that to the conversation sam and dean have at the end where sam says you know she's really you think she's really going to a better place and dean says i guess we'll never know not until we take the plunge ourselves huh and 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 sam says it doesn't really matter dean hope's kind of the whole point yeah as long as they hope it's, it's like, better than hope's kind of the whole point like which I think is really cool that at this point in the show we don't know what happens to spirits like we're gonna find out a lot more of like what happens yeah. to spirits and what happens to ghosts like later on in the show but at this point I think that it does something really interesting for the characterization of Sam and Dean that they don't know because they yeah the show does get pretty explicit in the theology of life and death yeah they're always kind of expanding on it but like yeah yeah back in season two they don't know but they are starting to lay a lot of foreshadowing like yeah. how this is the holy is coming up pretty soon I think right that's... yeah how's the holy is is very soon and that's going to be starting to answer some of those questions but I think it's really I think what it allows in these early seasons is for us to see them grapple with like we put spirits to rest but we don't really know what that means we're operating off of like hope and faith that that's a good thing. Yeah. We're like, we're like, you know, Sam says, dad used to say it was like death for ghosts. Like the truth is we don't know, not for sure. Guess that's why we all hold on to life so hard. We're all just scared of the unknown. And I think that is like characteristic of like both Sam and Dean at this point is they're both very scared of the unknown. Yeah. Cause they don't know. They don't know. Even with John, like they, 
don't know. They don't fully know where he is or what, where he is. If he's, they don't know if he's at peace and they don't know ultimately if peace is even possible. They're just hoping that you put a, a spirit to rest and they're, and they're actually at rest. There was something really, I think, powerful in the fact that Sam and Dean are trying to supply Molly with this sense of peace and like, it's okay to move on. But at the same time, they don't sugarcoat or lie when like she asks them questions like that. They're honest and they say they don't know. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting choice for them to make as characters. And yeah. uh, I think a powerful one as well. Yeah, which I think for in terms of peace is a is a really powerful one because if we think about peace not as like a guarantee of like everything's perfect, mm-hmm. everything's all right, you know, you have all the answers. Like peace, like having internal peace is not about like having all of the answers, but it is about like honestly confronting the things you do know and then having hope for the things you don't. And I also really appreciate that they they tell her the truth. Um, and they also, you know, say, like Sam says to her, you know, she's, he says, you know, what, like when she's going, I've got to go, t- I've got to go talk to him. And Sam says, what do you have to tell him that you love him, that you're sorry, that like, he already knows that. Oh, that was one of my um, favorite lines. <laughs> I like, yeah, it's, it's so, I think it's so compassionate because it's going, you know, you can trust, you can have peace in the relationship you had with this person. It, yeah. you, you, you can have peace that like you knew him, he knew you, he knew that you loved him. Yeah. He knew he he would have known 15 years ago when this tragedy happened, he would have known that you were sorry. You don't have to earn that. You don't have to go back and, and prove it. You can like just be at peace with, with that, that. Yeah. You can live with that. And like you can you can hold the grief and the like regret of your decisions that led to Greeley's death, that led to these horrible things. But you also at some point have to yeah. forgive. You have to have peace with yourself and you have to be able to move on. And like, I'm kind of, I mean, I don't agree with anything that Sam and Dean did in regards to the reveal. (laughs) I just think they handled it really bad. But I think one thing that they did well when they realized that they were screwing up was they kind of course corrected a little bit when Molly wanted to go in there Mm -hmm. Um, because David is at peace. Like he's moved on. He's had 15 years to, you know. Yeah. He probably still like if you like it seemed like when we saw like the little flash like he still cared and like loved Molly but like she'd been dead for 15 years and he had Mm -hmm. gotten married again and he was living his own life and life moved on for him and like Molly could have gone in there and disrupted that and they said no like you need to let him have that peace like he said his goodbyes already. Yeah he's 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 done the work to earn that peace and I'm sure that I'm sure that that took time. Um, yeah, I'm sure that like was terrible for him. Like they were. I'm sure that was. I'm sure he awful. had the same issues of like you know like the last thing that they kind of did was like have a little fight and like he was distracting her and then like they got in this horrible accident. Like I'm sure he also had to grapple with the am I responsible? Yeah. For this accident, I'm responsible for these deaths, and he has managed to come to peace about it. About and and a peace that honors you know, hopefully honors his relationship with Molly, but also honors the fact that he is still alive and still has life to live. And it, it looks like he's really done that from what we know. And, and that's kind of, it's cool to see. It's like, a, I think that's really meaningful. Um, and I do appreciate that they, Sam and Dean help. Yeah. Help that not, help that not end with another disruption of peace. Cause so often like these episodes, when someone finds out about the supernatural, it's this like moment where their peace in the way the mm-hmm. world works is forever disrupted. And I think of like characters who will never be the same after mm-hmm. that because, and it's not Sam and Dean's fault, but it is sort of like often on them. They're often the ones that are like, yeah, we're going to have to tell you the truth. And, and they disrupt. don't always think about it either. Like, no, but sometimes they do it really yeah. shitty. <laughs> like I always think about uh, that kid, Michael from the motel that helped them with the Shriga. Like that kid was like 10. <laughs> yeah. And I, like let him be bait for a monster and like told him monsters were real and he just has to live like that forever. Yeah. And there's, you know, I like that they, they accompany Molly in this process yeah. of her coming to peace and, and her, and they, they walk with her as she says her goodbyes and she does come to she does you know go into the sun um visually quite literally at the end of the episode um it's 
a nice touch in this episode that they actually get some like this episode has more closure than a lot of episodes yeah despite having not a lot of despite the fact that we've had a lot of questions and not a lot of answers in terms of like the logistics of spirits and stuff like that yeah I feel like you know like the shadow of a reaper would have been like helpful here <laughs> yeah but I mean but I think a reaper comes when you I don't know which is whenever we've seen spirits like disappear yeah right but whenever we've seen spirits well that's also the thing is like we um if you actually we'll talk about this when we get to lore we'll talk about the lore because it's a little bit inconsistent (laughs) with what the reaper told dean in in 201 about if you become a spirit yeah because she says if you become a spirit that's it you've made your choice you don't get to move on that's not true (laughs) that's clearly not true (laughs) we've seen that a few times anyway we'll talk about that in lore um is there any other notes about like peace in the episode that you wanted to make? No, I mean like we didn't like get like too specific with the quotes, but I feel like we don't need to. I feel no, like we I think we talked, talked about, about everything I wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, me too. So we're gonna move into our going meta segment. We're tracking lore, Bechdel test, pop culture, and things like that. So first we have our death counter um for this episode we don't all of the deaths have like happened prior to the yeah. episode actually starting Nobody but we do have three, die. <laughs> three yeah we have three i think that we would kind of consider yeah. and that would be Greeley, his wife and molly. molly um the bechdel test that's a no it's a no Greeley's wife doesn't even have a name like she's literally not even named <laughs> yeah and it's a and it's an episode with just very small amount of characters like most yeah. of the time we have just sam it's Dean a really Molly. closed episode like yeah so i'm less like i wish that we there's not passed even, the test, like, but i'm not surprised and not as upset this episode there's not even really like chatter at the beginning or end of the episode like from the boys or anything about anything else going on like when we see there's them, no like, research or anything else yeah like they're in a car talking about the case and then they stumble upon molly and then like they have a, like a little quick little conversation about like is Molly going to a better place, but they don't talk about anything else that they've been dealing with this yeah. season at all. <laughs> no, it's very closed off, and I think even just like the filming sh- choices, like the fact that it's really dark, most of it takes place in the woods. A lot of the camera angles are really narrow. Like everything in this episode is meant to like bring us into a really intimate, like it's a really intimate episode. Yes, <laughs> um, which I think very is much. is what I mean, and it's from Molly's, and it's so much from Molly's perspective. So like Molly doesn't care about what they're talking about. Yeah, like Molly. None, none of that's about her so just we only get what's important to like her story just kind of just different from what we yeah. see yeah just doesn't lend itself to the back test no how is the back test going this season we have not passed one season on I, four episodes we're four for up. i don't remember off the top of my head but i think we've only passed maybe once or twice at this point I feel like no exit <laughs> i think no exit passed but we it, we were like it passes kind of okay. <laughs> i think that was the only one that we were like solid i was they, really in season one like oh like once joe and Elliot are here it'll start passing all the time that that's not the experience it's, we're having so far no because they're still mostly talking about the dudes even when this they're talking my they're talking third to the dudes episode with you and i don't think we've passed it any of those any of those <laughs> <laughs> oh it, yeah yeah here we are so next we have our lore check um we talked a little bit about this already yeah. we don't know what happens to spirits after the bones are burned we do sort of know about the existence of hell from like the exercising of demons that we've done so far yeah. we have no real concept of like how hell works if everybody goes there or what <laughs> or like what yeah what determines whether we don't know if there's a, a heaven or if it's like a like... greek underworld situation where everybody you know just goes <laughs> to different sections <laughs> who knows we literally know nothing we and don't they know anything. freely actually express that in this episode which um, is the one thing almost we did... better i think than like constantly contradicting depending what they need <laughs> yeah I I I like prefer an episode like this where it feels um honest to the rest of the show where they're yeah. like yeah we don't know what happens I'm like yes you don't know what happens <laughs> that is a thing you should consider with all of your decisions you don't know what happens <laughs> it, all, it becomes necessary later in the show as the show goes on but I think in these early seasons they were a little bit more like religion free because they hadn't yeah they hadn't made a decision on that and then like once they introduce the like very like judeo-christian god theology, mythology <laughs> yeah then they're kind of like it changes stuck it. in that yeah and, 
yeah, it changes the, it takes away the mystery and adds different moral questions. Yeah. Whereas I think I like this, I like these early seasons, like I like the stuff in the later seasons once they have those explicitly asked, but I also like this early stuff because they're more concerned. It's more about what do they do while they're on It Earth. feels more authentic too. Like even like, you know, in a world where there are monsters and stuff, like people just still have questions that they can't answer and like yeah. no one can answer because once you're dead, you're dead. Like and and hunters are like hunters who know about the supernatural still have th- that quandary of like we have to make decisions about like how to live our lives on earth without really knowing like we kill monsters but we don't actually even know what happens to monsters when they die we don't know what happens to people when they die like we, just we don't know that we, we don't want monsters here <laughs> yeah we just know that like we don't want harm caused on earth we don't want like to see harm caused to people on earth which i think i think that's also like dean in this episode like it's like ghosts are ghosts and we kill them like because (laughs) we don't know and I don't have the like mental capacity to stay up at night thinking about it like (laughs) yeah I got other things going on to worry about yeah and they're and they have to trust that like putting spirits to rest whether they're angry spirits or just lost spirits they have to trust that like that is better than the risking the vengeful spirits that I do like that it feels like a difference um, I do feel a bit conflicted about it in this particular episode. <laughs> like there's a difference between like moving on and like having your bones burn. Like that feels very different. Yes. It's represented very differently. Like what happens to yeah. Molly feels very peaceful in contrast to what happens to Greeley. Yeah. And I feel a little conflicted about Greeley, you know, it feels like he's going to suffer wherever he goes. And like the only victim of his uh like antics as a ghost is molly who's already dead like is molly who is responsible yeah, for his death yeah so like it's really morally complicated it's not like he's like out like murdering children like living children or anything like that though, like <laughs> though they did say that there have been a number of accidents it almost that felt like more that was molly than anything else but <laughs> yeah it's a little unclear the people and that i have to go survived back the that all like reported seeing molly like a woman running That's into true. the road. But Molly's being chased yeah. by Greeley. So it's unclear, so, like, the people that didn't survive those accidents, if they, like, just, like, accidents, like, you know, like, the impact. I, it yeah. was, like, something happened to them once they tried yeah. to help Molly. I'm, <laughs> I'm inclined to believe that, and with the symmetry of this episode, that those people are dying because of accidents. Yeah. Like, it's not Greeley. Greeley's not targeting like, these people trying to. they try to avoid hitting Molly, and they do exactly what Molly did, and they go flying off yeah. the road. Yeah, I think I'm more inclined to believe that that's the symmetry that's happening. In which case, Molly's responsible for for human, like, loss of human life as a ghost, and Greeley's not. (laughs) Yeah, which, yeah, I think, yeah, it is is kind of sad in this episode that they have to, Greeley doesn't get the chance to, like, voluntarily choose to move on. He doesn't get the chance to, like, choose choose peaceful moving on. He is, like, violently ejected from the spirit world into wherever else he wherever it's else he violently goes ejected. <laughs> that is accurate to what happens there's it's a lot of spirits where that happens very painful looking compared to some of the other like a lot of times they burn the bones and it's like an instantaneous up in flames that did not happen to mr greeley <laughs> no and it seems like yeah like comparatively yeah and comparatively to other much worse much more violent spirits mm-hmm. he gets it really it's really shitty for felt him. pretty justified in his <laughs> his haunting yeah. and he's haunting another ghost so and he's and he's yeah he feels like the epitome of that like wounded animal that's lashing yeah. out because it doesn't because he got stuck like he he feels like the kind of spirit that got stuck yeah i feel like the, like i almost think of like the reaper going to him hurt sam and dean but, like, mm-hmm. I feel like the average person, the, like, the other 15 years, the other, like, I think they said, like, 12 accidents had occurred yeah. in 15 years. I feel like the other, like, all, like 12 people that were in those accidents, like, weren't interfering to the same level that Sam and Dean Winchester were. So I feel like they probably would have been fine. <laughs> well, exactly. Like, it, exactly. And and I wonder, like, too, about, um, so, like, in terms of lore, like, we know when Dean was about to die, the Reaper came mm-hmm. to him and was like, hey, you have a choice. You're dying. You have a choice. You can go with me or you can stay and become a spirit and you might eventually become vengeful. And I wonder if like something like Greeley in that position with not much time to choose. I wish we knew how much time there was to choose because I feel like his wife then dying immediately would make that decision different. 
Yeah. And I also wonder like if, if how explicit the choice yeah. is, which is the question of this episode. Like, I wonder how explicit the choice is, you know, when, when we see Dean have that choice, Pretty. it's very explicit. She tells him everything. But Dean also but like, she also knows he knows yeah. the supernatural. Dean unravels. He figures out exactly who she is. And I think for a lot of spirits, it's, it's maybe more of a subtle thing. It's yeah. maybe more of a, like, how much do they cling to to life and how, or how much do they come to peace in the moment of dying how much do they come to peace and if his it? wife was that distraught about his death that she then took her own life like and he thought maybe i can stay. yeah he thought maybe i, I could can see that happening and then she dies and he gets worse oh. like and then that's what triggers the wounded and that's yeah. what triggers him into being yeah just from like ghost to like vengeful spirit <laughs> Oh, that's actually so, so sad. sad. And that like re makes me think about like so many of the spirits that we meet about like how much choice did they actually yeah, have? Yeah, because like how Tessa much did they really just trying to like set Dean up there. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, because she was also manipulating his sense of reality to get him to move on. And I, you know, yeah. We don't know that Reapers are, Reapers are not like morally, they're kind of morally ambiguous. They just are like doing their job. They're not. Yeah. It's a transport you where you're going, wherever that may be yeah. or not. If you are <laughs> choosing not to we go. We don't know that, we don't know that they have, we don't know that their motives are pure. They're just utilitarian. So like, they're not trying to accompany someone along the way to death in a peaceful way necessarily. We don't know that they are. Yeah. It seems like from what we know of Tessa, like there is a level of provide of steering you in the direction of moving on mm-hmm. so they can perform their job. But you know, if you if you have a good sense that you're going to hell, like maybe you're a little more resistant to it than that. <laughs> and then how much choice do you have? Yeah. And and at what point does the Reaper just wash their hands and go, Well, you're fighting me too much. I'm not going to fight with you. I'm just going to let you I'm gonna let you stay. I'm gonna let you become what you become. Again, we should have learned some more about Riley's wife, because <laughs> she's not here <laughs> yeah she moves on immediately presumably she moves on immediately yeah unless you know she um, was just haunting that house and they didn't notice because they had brought a ghost with them <laughs> that could <laughs> have occurred who knows who knows i mean it seems unlikely and unlikely but <laughs> it's possible they miss stuff sometimes yeah. <laughs> we definitely know that they have to come back to just cases every once yeah. in a while anything else Laura, no related? i feel like that was it i feel like we yeah. talked that like <laughs> way more than expected <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm going to be thinking differently about Goes. spirits <laughs> in some of these other episodes. I'm going to be sadder about it, and I'm going to be more complex about it, and I, like, I appreciate that. Um, in terms of locations, this um, there's not really any filming locations of note because it's mostly filmed outside in the forest and kind of by the highway. Yeah, nothing super recognizable. Um, Canadian highway really, in the woods. Really <laughs> yep, it's, and they use a lot of the same kind of Fraser Valley highways for a lot of shots yeah. <laughs> um and it's dark for the episode pretty much entirely um I was curious about what the like suburb area at the end was um but I couldn't figure out where exactly that suburb is located it could honestly specific look yeah yeah it looks like it could be Langley but I'm which they film probably often, Langley but I'm <laughs> probably like, it looks like a couple of the like developments in Langley that would have been fairly new at that time um in 2007 yeah (laughs) who knows speculation and in terms of the story it's takes place in nevada that's literally the only information we get yeah we know it's a highway in nevada (laughs) yeah (laughs) which yeah it's not really important in terms of pop culture there is a few references there's a fun ghostbusters reference again yeah we love a ghostbusters reference yeah (laughs) we just like them to be sprinkled in very regularly we literally made meredith watch ghostbusters (laughs) (laughs) it's important it's important like background viewing to understand supernatural (laughs) it's also just yeah we love ghostbusters is good and i like when the show makes reference to it Mm -hmm. i like that molly molly that's it molly and again because it's an episode from her perspective i like that we get her making that reference her being like so you're like ghostbusters um dean makes a alice in wonderland restaurant which is another thing that we also get referenced every once in a while yeah. less often the ghostbusters but calls it he says follow the creepy brick road which is fun it's not dorothy wizard of oz sorry wizard of oz that's what i meant i yeah you said Miss alice Oak. in wonderland and i was like yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Wizard of Oz, which I did know. I, I'm not mixing those two up. I was picturing the Yellow Brick Road and Oz my brain. Because like so a thing in Supernatural also. Like, that's a... I think that's why my brain was like, we've done both on Supernatural yeah. in later seasons. Both of those stories are referenced. 
and used in interesting ways. Anyway, this episode is just a reference. <laughs> um, and then there's a ghost whisperer reference from Dean. Where interesting choice saying, to you know, say Jay Love Hewitt instead of Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh. <laughs> Dean like nicknaming things is so funny because he does this whenever he makes references. He often like shortens the reference or like they're very, very specific. Oh yeah, very specific. <laughs> Like he's drawing on specific cultural reference and background that obviously he knows Sam would know, but I think he's made a, he's made uh, like a, another ghost whisperer reference before. It's not his first one. (laughs) Yeah. In, in asylum. Yeah. He made that the other reference. And like ghost whisperer, I think was still on like, or like was pretty recent. Yeah. I think so. Actually, I'm curious now. Let's find out. Um, Yeah. It was still, ghost whisperer was still running. So it would have been current to them. Maybe. And Dean, we know Dean likes these kinds of things, yeah. like oh, yeah. Dean watching Ghost things, Whisperer Dean is, in motels. Uh, watching Ghost Whisperer, he's watching Veronica Mars, because he later makes a Veronica Mars reference, and that was on from, like, 2004 <laughs> to 2007. <laughs> oh, we love that. We love we love the idea of that. Um, Dean in motel rooms, watching... All the things that I love. <laughs> all the things that, you know, amazing. Uh, lastly, in going meta, we have our gaydar, sexuality, and gender connections in this episode. We talked a little bit already about how we wish Molly was given a bit more characterization. Yeah. Um, um, David's new wife looks uncomfortably like Molly. <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> I hadn't consciously noticed that, but... I mean, we don't see very much of her. We see her, like, through a window, so it's not like we see, like, a good look at her. Like, she's, like, in a bathrobe, like, making herself a coffee, like, kind of mostly right, the back of her... We just see her side yeah, profile. Side profile and back of the head only. <laughs> but I did yeah. notice she was, like, approximately the same, like, size as Molly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a casting, yeah. interesting casting choice. And it's very um supernatural in their, like... I don't think it was intentional. I blurry think, wife syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> they have blurry wife syndrome. I don't you think that they were about. trying to like imply that like David like replace her or anything, but I just like they look a little bit too much. Like. <laughs> right. You're like, like, they could have got like a yeah. redhead or something. <laughs> just like just drastically just, different. Yeah, exactly. Maybe like a ponytail, just like a different hair. <laughs> also, they didn't necessarily even need to, I don't know. Like, it's cool that they had, like, the, he could have, they could have implied, like, referenced the fact that he was married. Yeah, I we didn't really need to, to see her at all. Like, or like, he could have just never yeah. gotten remarried and still, like, moved on with his life and been fine. <laughs> exactly. The idea that he had moving on implies that he had to have, like, met someone else is. On the other hand, it had also been 15 years and people are social and 15 years is a long time yeah. to go. If, yeah. Presumably if you've married once, like, you're, and you get, like, widowed young. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you like will have yeah. the desire to be married. Um, and you know, moving on could look like many things. And um, I don't think there's really any not really. There's episode. no side talk, there's no like there's no like side like bar pickup scene or like bartender no. to flirt with them or anything. Like there's just nothing and, happening. <laughs> no. And the two references that that the two references that Dean makes when he like is like calling Sam something, yes, both of those references are like female, but it's not he's not it's not for the purposes of like him calling Sam a girl or something like that which we've yeah. seen in other episodes in this these episodes these reference references to J. Love Hewitt and the episode the reference to um Haley Joel both of those are are references to the fact that Sam is sympathetic yeah. to ghosts and to their plight and it's not about gender at all I think no, it's it about just happens like, to be those female characters. yeah <laughs> Yeah, so which is a genre thing more than anything else. (laughs) Yeah, so I appreciate that. that I appreciate that those aren't being turned into a weird, you know, misogynistic (laughs) comments. That they're just they're just about (laughs) Sam being. I'm glad the show is moving away from that slightly, at least for this episode. At least for this episode, it's nice to not have to unpack a so bad misogyny. (laughs) Yeah, so that ends our going meta segment for this week. And our last segment today is our uh, theme song of the episode. So we are picking, we are creating little episode mixtapes for every single episode <laughs> and collecting them into one giant season two playlist. So do you have a... Yeah, I I do. I really wanted a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> so I went yes. looking through the discography nice, <laughs> and nice. I settled on Happiness from her Evermore album. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay, say why. Um, because it's a song that's called Happiness but sounds sad and it's like about, you know, 
two people like being together but then later like moving on to have like relationships and they're able to be happy in those relationships because of the experiences that they had together but like they don't get to stay together <laughs> they're not right for each other Ooh, that is really interesting when we think about molly. yeah it's like about molly and david <laughs> yeah yeah that is also going to be along the same lines as the song i've chosen um because we're also thinking about molly because i think this episode we want to honor this episode being about molly not the primarily <laughs> and not the boys and as it's and i think it's strong for that reason um the song i've chosen is dearly departed by shaky graves um it has the line you and i both know the house is haunted you and i both know the ghost is me oh shaky graves and is a great band name. <laughs> shaky graves <laughs> yeah they have some good um, songs that make me think of Supernatural um, quite often. And this song I think of in terms of Supernatural, in terms of a number of characters thematically in some of the later seasons. But, uh, you know, spoiler alert, you know, Dean Cass season 13, Widower Work. I have another, I have another song thing <laughs> to, uh, there was a song that was a, like a, re, like a, a theme in this episode <laughs> oh yes yes this song uses utilizes a theme song yeah house of the rising sun <laughs> which is a brilliant we heard it song like and i love three it or use. four times in this episode it was not like a one-time thing it was a t- like couple of times we heard it in this episode yeah it's used to it's used to signify that Greeley um uh, is close yeah and that he is and it's interesting because it's it's this song you know it's it's a very like it has like this very distinctive guitar riff at the start like yeah. it's very like, when you hear it you you recognize it instantly like it's yeah it's one everybody knows it yeah. sounds and it's a, sad mm-hmm. it sounds kind of like mournful it's this song about you know being ruined yeah and like wasted um, potential and yeah and gambling this, and the, this idea of gambling this idea of yeah it's I think it's a really interesting one to connect morality. to really <laughs> morality like this question of choice and destiny and like what happens to you and what choices that you make that that determine yeah your destiny but also what choices other people make because you know Greeley is a victim of other people's choices and this song is kind of like haunting in that sense so I think that would be a that would be a third <laughs> edition I think that combination of those three songs yeah the good combination for this episode um thematically yeah it was interesting um, like the the show used that song multiple times <laughs> yeah I love when Supernatural uses music thematically yeah. like they don't I wish they did more because I love music as a thematic like as a way of like showing theme without they have 327 episodes and so like when I hear a song that I know I've heard them use before I'm always like okay where they use it before and what's the connection between that moment and this moment and um usually it's it's a pretty like subtle but like interesting connection yeah yeah because they reuse a lot of the same kind of classic rock songs but those are often dealing with these sort of themes of family and one thing um on the other driver picks the podcast show they had talked about in their season two episode one discussion they talked about like dean's theme that the theme music that is specifically yeah connected to dean and a lot of the big emotional like pivot moments that he makes within the show and they they talked a little bit about the first use of that in season two we were too busy uh being mad at john to talk about that (laughs) yeah i so were we like we we missed i missed that entirely so i wanted to like shout out the fact that they talked about it and talked about it jamie um or beth talked about its significance and and kind of revealed that to jamie who's new to the show and um it's one of those evidences that now i'm really paying attention to is like when that theme comes up because it's often symbolizing a pivot yeah. or a pivotal decision for Dean um but I love when they do it with other songs yeah there's a, a lot of really really interesting music choices and we we love to see them is there anything else you wanted to say about this episode no I'm just still blown away by how well done this episode is I think it was really like a tight episode they didn't have any of those extra scenes like we said um and first time you watch it you get hit with that that switch like three quarters of the way through and it's like oh my god but then when you go back and watch it all the little clues are there but they're not too obvious you can still enjoy it on a rewatch and like have fun picking up the little clues along the way instead it's so well I think (laughs) I think I loved getting to experience it knowing the twist 
but being able to take more of the like thematic like mm-hmm. punch and resonance it would be a hard one it. to do this kind of analysis on the first time <laughs> I feel like you would get so distracted yeah. by that like if you didn't know it was coming yeah because that reveal is such a big deal but I appreciate yeah which is I appreciate um getting to talk about it with someone who has seen it before and who can explore those bigger themes that are happening so thank you thank you for having me <laughs> of course always always a pleasure So that brings us to the end of our show. You can subscribe to Driver Picks the Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and you can come talk to us on Discord or social media and follow us for bonus content and all that fun stuff. The link to all of that is in the show notes. Thank you, KJ, for being here today again. All of your, all of KJ's social media and their Supernatural podcast, Supernatural Opinions, is going to be linked in the episode description. So excited. (laughs) We're officially into season two now. Like at the time of recording, we're uh, dropping episode one at midnight. (laughs) Oh, it's so exciting. It's just a few hours away now. I'm excited to listen. I'm excited to hear hear your season two launch. Meredith and Emmy and I had a blast. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good crew. It's a good crew for that episode. There's a lot of John Winchester hate. Which, you know, we're always down for. <laughs> always down for. And season two, episode one is like one of the last times we really get to hone in on it. So. To his face. <laughs> to his face. Yes. It's one of the last ones where it's an explicit part of the episode. <laughs> which, Good. I was not going to survive yeah. much longer. <laughs> no, it was getting a little old. I was getting a little tired about ta- having to talk about it every week. Me too. Week My blood. So I was like, we have to talk about it every week. <laughs> like, this is not good for me to have to do this every yeah. week. It's good that now we get some reprieve. We get some episodes where John doesn't come up at all, and it's great. Somehow he still comes up even when he's not present. Oh, he comes up a lot still, but you know, it's less, yes. slightly less. <laughs> Thank you all for coming along for the ride, and we wish you a peaceful road until we meet again. Next week, we will be discussing season two, episode 17, Heart, through the theme of progress. That's a good one, too. A note to our listeners. This episode was recorded prior to our season three name change, where we went from Driver Picks the Podcast to Saving People, Queering Things. For all of our new social media platforms, visit queeringthingspodcast.com.